previous installment of the Cephala Podcast, we asked, Did you know that there is more squid mass on planet Earth than people mass? And then we answered, Yup, and that's the way it should be. ago, I told you how I got this job teaching kids, right? Basically, it's trying to teach them to be less terrible than their parents. And we do that by teaching them science. Which, as many of you may know, is the fact-based version of reality that the Foxy Newses and the corporate lobbyists have been trying to undermine for the past several decades. Anyway, a few weeks ago, I told you about how my first segment, the one about the Big Bang, was rejected. So, I went back to the drawing board and wrote another segment. And guess what? This one was rejected too. I mean, it's a little frustrating, but at least they're paying me. Wait, they are paying me, right? I guess I better check on that. Well, I didn't want the segment to go to waste, so I figured I'd air it here on my podcast. Now, keep in mind, this is a science show for children, so we're not dealing with very advanced scientific concepts here. So, let's roll the tape! Oh, hello there! On today's episode of Shy Show Kids, we'll be talking about string theory. That's right. I know all you kids out there are probably pretty bothered by the fact that general relativity and quantum field theory are mutually incompatible. Yep, it keeps me up all night too. But the good news is that the string theory might be a good way to reconcile the inconsistencies of these two theories. Now, First, it's important to understand what a string is. According to Wikipedia, a string is a flexible piece of rope or twine which is used to tie, bind, or hang other objects. Now, if you're thinking, boy, we got a whole long way to go before reconciling general relativity and quantum field theory, then you're right. But what Wikipedia is not telling you is that the strings are also used in musical instruments, like a guitar. Now, if I played those strings in a certain way, we can hear a C chord. But if I play them in another way, I'm playing the exact same strings, but making them vibrate just a little differently. Now we hear a G chord. Now, imagine that every particle in the universe is made up of tiny little strings, like on a guitar. And if they vibrate one way, instead of playing a G chord, they might turn into an electron or a photon. Or if they vibrate in a different way, maybe they'll turn into a quark. And of course, all you little kids out there studying quantum mechanics know that quarks are the fundamental building blocks of matter. So... 
These little strings make up all the things that you see around you. So that means if you play your strings right, eventually you can build all those quarks up into a nice slice of toast. Mmm, yeah, like the boys on the beach always said, that's some good vibrations. Now, according to my research, the key to unlocking the potential of string theory is to have a good conductor. So, I've been taking conducting lessons. I figure that if I get good enough, then I can convince all the little strings to play the music I want to hear, which is basically more toast, less pollution, free Wi-Fi, no fishing industry, and an adoring legion of podcast fans. Yep, we're going number one. Watch out, Sarah Koenig. I'll be the conductor of a symphony of the universe, and it will be playing my song. Toast is good in the morning. Toast is good at night. Toast is good in my belly. Toast makes me feel alright. Yeah, string theory. Speaking of toast, a number of listeners have either written to my email address, giantsquidrocks at yahoo.com, or left me a message on Twitter, at giantsquidrocks, to let me know that they really want me to bring back one of my old segments. So, without further ado, it's time for Cooking with the Giant Squid Stravaganza! Welcome to Cooking with the Giant Squid Stravaganza. We're in my kitchen. This week, we're making toast on medium. Mmm, toast. I think it was Don Lennon that said, Happiness is a warm toaster. Pop, pop. Now, I know that the long-time listeners have maybe heard this before, but technology is always changing, so it's important to reevaluate things every once in a while. Before we get into the equipment, let's talk about some of the basic rules for making toast. Toast starts with bread, specifically with slices of bread. Fun fact, toast is the greatest thing since sliced bread. We don't have time to talk about slicing bread today, so we're just gonna go on YouTube and watch a tutorial if you've never sliced bread before. Computer, search for video containing term, how do I slice bread? Searching! Search complete! Let's play it! Oh, that YouTube video looks pretty good! I'm gonna favorite it! Thumbs up! Wait, I don't have a thumb, I'm a squid! Now that you have your bread all sliced, you're ready to get cooking. If you're making toast on medium, you have a few primary options. There's the classic toaster and the toaster oven. These are the two main pieces of equipment we'll be using today. If you don't have either of these, there are other ways you can make toast, like with a regular oven, or a campfire, or a tiny dragon, or even a really warm sidewalk. But we won't be talking about those methods today, maybe in a future episode. 
Take your toaster and make sure it's plugged into a power source. Now, call up your electricity provider and ask them where your electricity comes from. Tell them you want the wind or solar power electricity if they have it on the menu. If they only have coal on the menu, then you really need to start working with your local government to try to create some renewable energy competition in your community. I mean, come on, we're 15 years into the 21st century and we're still getting energy from coal? Are are you kidding me? Once you've got your energy situation figured out, you'll want to put your slices of bread into the toaster. Depending on your model, some toasters can fit two slices at once. Some can fit four. Either way, it's never enough. I've told the toaster people this, but they don't listen. Anyway, if you've got a toaster oven, you'll just want to put the bread down flat and then close the door. If you've got a pop-up toaster, then you drop the bread in the slot and you push down the lever. Now comes to a really important part. Set your toaster to medium. That's it. Go ahead. Medium. You'll have to wait a few minutes, but the toaster will usually let you know when it's done, either with a ding or by popping up the toast. Now you've got some delicious toast cooked to perfection. There are many different ways to decorate your toast, but we don't have time to cover those right now. So either eat your toast plain, or do some experimenting, or just set it aside and wait for a future episode of the Cephala Podcast, where we discuss some ways to dress up that slice. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of Cooking with the Giant Squid Stravaganza. Well, I'm really glad you've been getting to know me. I haven't really had this much interaction since high school, and back then it was mostly just my teachers threatening to shoot ink at me for coming to class late. So, thank you. I'm really glad you're taking the time to listen to me. Have you left me a favorable review on the iTunes store yet? When I say you, I'm talking about you. Don't try and pass the fish and let your subconscious think I'm talking about some other listener. Nope, I'm talking to you. Have you left me a review on iTunes yet? This is really important because I'm trying to compete against all the other human-centric podcasts out there. So make sure you tell the people you're enjoying the Sephardah podcast. Otherwise, how are people going to know about me? It's not like there are that many humans going out of their way to talk to squids. So they probably aren't going to hear about me from another squid. Humans basically only talk to humans. So it's more likely that the humans are going to hear about about me from another human and not a squid. And the humans need to hear what I got to say, otherwise who's gonna tell them that they're doing it wrong? And by it, I mean like everything. Get your act together, peoples. Stop making the earth worse. You keep doing it and it drives me see bananas. You humans always think about how smart you are and how great it is to have opposable thumbs and drills and drones and exclusive private universities and skyscrapers and windshield scrapers and brick oven pizza places. But you know what they say if you talk the talk but don't walk the walk? Then you're going nowhere fast, which is about the same as going nowhere slowly. Which brings us to this week's puzzler. This week's puzzler is this. 
If nothing ever changed, would there be time? If so, what time would it be? If you've got the answer, email me at giantsquidrocks at yahoo.com. The first person with the correct answer will win a copy of my double-disc EP, Death to Humans. Like sand in a clam, these are the days in our lake. Last week on Days in Our Lake, the giant squid's Cancer decided to help his newly discovered twin brother break out of jail. We gotta get you out of here! And so our story continues. <sighs> oh boy! This shoveling show is a bunch of work. Even with all my tentacles going at once. Wait, you know? Our beaks are the only solid part of our body. We could probably just squeeze through these bars. Squeeze, 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 squeeze. Huh, that was pretty easy. Yeah, you'd think they would have added some more precautions. You know, how long were you in jail for? About ten years. And you never thought to just squeeze through the bars? I guess I just didn't know what I'd do with myself after I left. Uh, I can understand that. Freedom is a scary thing. But you know what they say, you can't spell freedom without some of the letters in free bird. And if you're free as a bird, then your heart can sing. Did you ever want to be a singer? Not really. Well, I did, and so did Melissa. I think that's why she decided to go to Las Vegas. Dun, dun, dun. So, do you want to hear me sing? I'll take that as a yes. Oh, I'm a giant squid stravaganza. It's the coppers. They're on our tail. Tune in next week to find out if the giant squid stravaganza will be able to keep the police off his tail. Actually, I don't have a tail. Those are tentacles. I can see how you'd be confused, but come on. Respect my anatomy. As our story continues on Days in Our Lake. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode of the Severla Podcast. Thanks to our sponsor this week, her name is Jessica. She donated some money on PayPal to help make the podcast possible. It wasn't a lot of money, but you know what they say, a penny saved is a penny earned. And you know who says that? The lobbyists for the metal companies who supply the government with the metal for the pennies. And you know why they say that? To distract you from the fact that the pennies aren't even a useful form of currency anymore. Because hey, if they can't convince people that pennies are important, then they can't sell 40 million dollars worth of metal to the government to make billions of coins that no one even wants to have around. Anyway, thank you so much for your donation, Jessica. Sometimes the generosity of humans warms my three hearts. And to my old sponsor, Greenpeace, hey, I still haven't gotten that payment yet. 
please send it through PayPal to giantsquidrocks at yahoo.com. Okay, thanks for listening. Be sure and subscribe and leave me a review on the iTunes and follow me on the Twitter. Trick, trick, trick. Tell people about me. Bye! Cephalopod!